Episode 119 of Tactical Crouch Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. The crew is back and uh, feels good to be back. Delay today, Yiska had some eye problems after yep. watching Super's Genji for three maps. Yep. Never, never totally recovered, eh? Hmm. Joe already it. hates how, how where John is taking this because he doesn't see it coming. He doesn't know where, where this topic will be going. I don't know if I nope. know where this topic is going to be going. Honestly, I was just saying hi. I have I have ideas, but I mean you were there, right? Like, throw that. Yeah, it's true. We'll get to it. Definitely is on the uh, the list of things. Um, probably will take up more time than you might expect. <laughs> so. Well, I'll keep it tame. I'll keep it tame. <laughs> I want to make sure this is working. It's not working. One second. Second. I don't think it's that bad, though. Again, like, we'll get to it, but. Yeah, I'll. No, no. I think we got most of it out during the weekend. Yeah. I'll, and by we, I'll I mean just you. Discuss the quintessence of it. And yes. <sighs> uh, and right. I will still be hated for okay. it. That's the beauty of it. Okay. Well, uh, I heard Plat Chat was great today, so the bar has been set for mm, ridiculousness yes. today. We'll see how we can do. Uh, chat, everybody, thank you for being here. Welcome to episode 119. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, we're a competitive Overwatch podcast. We record live every Monday and Wednesday at noon at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Come join us live. We're trying to get to partner, and right now we are doing just that. And... um. If you like the show and want to support it, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch, subscribe at twitch.tv slash kick tripod, or leave us a five-star iTunes review. We really appreciate it. You can find the show on YouTube, on Twitch VODs, or anywhere where you can download podcasts. That's it. Let's get into the news. Brought to you by our patron producers. Battlecrap in Lolchin, Charlie L Audio, Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Kopi, Sharp, Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refine Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, Owen, Chris R34444, Yiska is holding me hostage. Please send help. I'm under Yiska's desk. Please send help. And Yiska says, Fisher, fish, 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 fisher, fisher. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jeez. I hate you guys so much. In in more than I I don't hate you. I just it was, it was just mean. Just mean. All right. Uh, let's let's get to the first things first. John Spector did a little uh, Twitter Q&A. And uh, somebody was so kind to... I don't know if Siegel, number one fanboy, actually did the, the kind of transcribing or if he's got some bot. But if, if they did, thank you so much for doing that. Let's talk about what we learned from the John Spector Owl Q&A. Shall we? Um, first things first. Um, we're just going to go through it one by one. Uh, we're going to take the Twitter questions, read out uh, Spectre's answers, and then discuss if there's anything to discuss. 
Um, in the time in between playoffs and finals, we're traveling logistics and such. How do you plan to fill the time with hype and not lose excitement? Uh, Spectre says, we've been thinking a lot about this. It's not confirmed, but ideally we slot the All-Stars events during that break. I think it will also help to have a few matches prior to Finals 2 since we resume competition with the uh, Final Four team bracket versus just one last match. Um, I don't actually know how, how, how it's scheduled, but couldn't you just have the NA bracket uh, earlier and then have the um, Asia bracket play out the week after? And then you had an easier time because like NA is already finished and they can then travel and then N quarantine uh, Asia play starts playing. Maybe uh, doesn't that I, give, I haven't actually looked. Sorry. Doesn't that kind of give NA an extra time of rest, even though they're going to be traveling for some of that and quarantining for some of that, which has to be factored in. I mean, yeah, I the, think Asia is resting beforehand, right? Same yeah. difference, right? Unless and then if you, you you deem practice uh, time off before the final more importantly, but then again there's travel and then again there's quarantine where we still have the question uh, if there will be uh, practice accommodations in quarantine and if that's even mm. possible. So I don't know. That's yeah, just both you know my both thoughts. ways have like inherent problems, but it's the bullet you got to bite with COVID. I think it's not perfect, but it's. You got to do what you got to do if you want to have these live but lacking audience kind of finals. All Somebody's stars, probably going to have to eat it. All stars are great, but if Overwatch League can execute content um, and like community members are still making content, I don't think people will be really starved for like those games. I think that they'll be really excited to be, you know, to like have the build up to it, have the content mm. going into it. I think it just kind of depends on how overwatch league executes it. And, uh, I would say that they've been relatively hit and miss just overall on the content this year, some really great highlights and moments. And then there's just definitely been some like new day of overwatch league press reset, do the same thing. over yeah. and over again. I think this is like a very big topic that I could run on and gripe with. So please stop me if you do not want to hear this. Um, I think the content for the Overwatch League has been like very phoned in, and I think we need like to finally see what we're getting because it really does feel like it's just Overwatch League. You get your highlights, and that's it. Why aren't we getting like a little bit more in depth player features? Why why is that not like the leagues doing? Are other are other esports doing more in depth player features? I don't watch like COD League, and then I know League is obviously much more mature. Um, but I would mean, you would it, you say that other esports during COVID are executing better than Overwatch League with this? Well, I, some of it is not really down to COVID, right? Like, for instance, before finals, before Worlds, we usually get a World song. Or, for instance, right? That, sure. And we pr probably get two, right? Like, there's usually one that's directly connected to the esports, and then there's one that's usually about the game League of Legends in general. So you yeah. think KDA and Rise. Were they in the same year? I don't even remember. I think they might have been. Or KDA was the year before. I'm not sure. I mean, then you had, like, Phoenix and then the, um, the True Damage one. So Yeah. Yeah. 
they're, Riot does a good job with like creating content. It's obviously not like super player driven. Um, and and I agree that like other esports don't necessarily lean into like a lot of the player driven things. They kind of leave that up to the community. But I still think that could be done. Um, I don't think that just because nobody's doing it, that doesn't mean we can't. I, I totally um, agree. At this point. I think like we could do like these songs and I think, you know, I've kind of banged that drum with like the Zed and the DJ Khaled performances in the past in certain discussions. So it's like, what else are we, it's not, what are we going to get? It's what else is the league going to do? Because it's, it, it can't just to be show up for the games and then, you know, we go quiet. And, and again, like all stars is, is another just extra set of games that these kids have to play. It's like, I don't know. Do they even want to, maybe they just want to break. And I assume that any of the teams that are traveling probably can't play during All-Stars, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Like, which so means kinda, that you kind of take the teams, the top four out. teams, <laughs> the top four teams of Overwatch, yeah. and you take those players out, which... I think you can reframe All-Stars really to be something else. I mean, I think there's a lot of show matches. You could do a community tournament. Yeah. You could do something totally. to highlight Tier 2 there. I totally agree sure, with yeah. you on the the sense of, like... Regardless of what other esports are doing, like there is uh, ways that uh, Overwatch League could be doing better, and mm. I, I don't also want to be overly harsh in them and saying like, why haven't you cracked the code when nobody else really is either? Um, it's it's less of cracking have, the code they definitely though. Definitely have. Yeah. Others have definitely cracked the code. Yeah, I think Riot in particular definitely does a really good job with like the supplementary content. Whereas yeah. like we're again, I think we're just showing up and at least like especially the, like. the bare minimum. And at least like you can bag on like NALCS and like there are some definite problems there. But again, they still give you more than I think what we're even doing. Here's um, something I'd like to see. You know how we do this roll stars thing? Just mm -hmm. create like a show where you bring people on that vote in your thing. And have them explain their rationale with clips and whatnot, make it high effort, go sure. through the actual progression of this player's career and just explain his journey throughout the season and why he deserves to be a role star. Like that would be amazing. Like we're always complaining that we're only looking at the numerical results of people voting. Just give me the reason that way. And mm. then also make it fun for sure. Like you, you absolutely can. And then back it up, get Captain Planet in, have him uh, like weigh in on that discussion um, and quantify that in some way. I think that from a from a narrative point of view, like that's dope content. I think even doing like an interview series leading into like the final four teams and playoffs would be great supplementary content that I think people would like really enjoy that the league kind of does and not like leaving it up to like teams to figure that out. Because again, like and then this does go towards the teams as well because a lot of the content is still just like these really outdated like somewhat reality kind of peek behind the curtains with like a lot of gameplay footage that like just not interesting i don't know it it and then it's like you know fun stuff like the custom news network and like cooking with kareev and agilities and that's that's fine and dandy and people love that stuff but i think like the league confront a lot more of the, the the extra content 
that that would go a long way. I think a lot of it could be player centric. It doesn't have to be, but I think the league is just too hands on to allow people to make really good viral uh, content because they they over. It, it, every so why don't be, they make it though? Well, so that's what, the question. No, I'm saying the the league, the, the amount of oversight that they have in all of their different content is just insane whether it's granting interviews or whatever else like you don't really get that real genuine kind of lightning in the bottle content that you do when you have other people going through other interviews or third parties doing content which um i think is a problem in its in of itself and something that blizzard has been criticized for so yeah, long and why like sure. the you know preach just had ian hazakostas on for the world of warcraft shadowlands it's one of the first time times where we've been able to see like a, a content creator sit down across from a developer and like like no nah, i disagree with you like that that doesn't make sense to me talk to me more about this and they invited that in and like mm. in the same way like every every time we see you know a, a player interview there's it, it it's always these canned questions canned responses and no number of clips I think is going to change that the league either needs to pivot their policy on like, let's go in here and talk about like maybe a little bit more controversial topics. Let the players kind of be themselves and trust that the teams have done enough PR training that they don't go off the rails. Or yeah. I personally would just rather see like, I don't know, like get, hire a team, make some in-game cinematic stuff or make some like skits or whatever sure. and do that instead. Well, maybe not the skits, but I, th I think we're definitely like on the same page in terms of like in-game celebration of like these big events and like the awards. And we did get that last year with, you know, the road to like the award ceremony with like all of the, the little, not clips, but these little, I don't even know the word. I'm going to say the wrong word. Uh, these these little bumpers for the the MVP awards and the roll stars and like kind of like bigging them up and that was great. We just need more of that. I think like a regular content series with a dedicated content team internally going into these players' histories, going into their stories, like sitting down with them either in the off season or leading into playoffs when there's like some sort some sort of a break, so you're not just like intruding on their practice. I think would go a long way. I think it would really kind of sell a lot of these personalities that we don't get to see um especially some of these asian teams definitely tough to to really get into like who some of these players are um yeah it, it it's something i could you know kind of rant all day about so i, I don't want to completely derail the show into talking about overwatch league content but i i think sure. the league could do a much better job i think it's kind of found in and i agree i, I get I covid's been messy but we gotta we gotta do a little bit more yeah i can't speak to how phoned in it is or whatever but definitely want more um yeah. Next one, were there other options that were proposed regarding the tournament format before it was finalized? If so, what were they? Thank you from It's Just Chris. Uh, Spectre says, we spent a few months working on format and talked and talk to all the teams multiple times. We had concepts for 12 and 16 teams, some group play around Robin ideas too. We liked this plan best as it felt more fair to all teams, worked for both regions, and should be exciting for fans. Yiska, more fair? Everybody in? More fair? Um, no, from my point of view, but like the, distinct, the distinction of fairness and the relevance of fairness this season is so 
small, but I mm. really don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. do you? Like, it's it's either way is completely fine. Like, this is a rough season. If you want to get everyone in, I will say, if actually by some meta miracle, a mm. team outside the top sixteen or even top twelve wins, uh, well, I'm just going to grind my teeth and not talk about it, won't I? Like, yeah. that's can be another season one. London makes the miracle plays. Yeah, it's I, I I'll, let me pose you a, a, a specific question. Yeska. if um, if COVID never happens and we still get hero pools and travel, you know, happens, but it's not super like detrimental to the player's health. Do you still feel like this season is rough? Do you feel like it's fair to invite everybody or do you want that kind of hard and fast cutoff? Um, that would entail... No, I think the reason why you don't want to uh, cut off at 12 is because the, the regions are unequal, right? Because well, reason... everyone can't play each other. So it would, right. for instance, be unfair for London or Chengdu to be excluded from the playoffs. Of course. Because they would have likely been... Okay, Chengdu not. London maybe would have been one of the top 12 teams. Sure. So... Now, how do you determine if they are in or out? That's Which what I'm saying. With, do. What but, I'm saying with travel is that you, you get equal amount of games. COVID doesn't yeah. happen, so you don't have these like massive then separations. You go 12th. Very easy. Yeah. Knowing what Hero Pools does to things, I'm almost okay if we're going to say at the start of the season, or at least like going into the season, um, that Hero Pools is going to be a thing. I'm almost okay kind of opening it up to everybody is because I again why have can, a season then? Why have hero pools? <laughs> I'm cool with I'm cool with cutting it at 12, but hero pools changes things so much so rapidly that you really don't like you can have a good idea of like who the top teams are, but that middle pack is so gray that it feels really dirty to just go, well, you didn't know about hero pools, couldn't prepare for it, didn't build a roster to kind of like fit the bill. Unlucky, I guess you got to play next season. Feels feels very gross to me. So I think it's it's fair to open mm. it up. I'm not mad at like leaving it at 12 or maybe increasing it to a higher number. But yeah, I, I think I, I sit on the opposite side of the fence like now and like in a hypothetical like COVID removed world. Yeah. Um. So the so the next one we'll go to uh first map will be determined how will the first map be determined in the final four um that was from who and specter says throughout the postseason the higher seeded team will get to choose the first map from a map pool final four will start with the winners bracket teams taking the higher seed for the first match if na number one plays asian number one then we'd use regular season results to seed Seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, next one. With lands being announced as not taking place for the postseason, how much do you plan uh, to, from a broadcast perspective, make the grand finals feel like a match worth $1.5 million on the line? Uh, Spectre basically just says, we're going to try. We're exploring ways <laughs> to add more interactivity to the viewing experience and to create great content. That was, that was my with least, the viewing experience. My least favorite answer out of this whole thing. Okay. Definitely yeah, I mean, the most like 
Dodge. We're going to do our best. PR. We're, PR we're, working, we're working hard on that. Me, 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 me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And it's hot, but like the YouTube chat interaction doesn't help. That the YouTube chat is simply. And okay, I'm going to do it here. Praise Twitch chat. Because Twitch chat, as, as like a way to express hype, works very well. Sure. And I would agree. Like, Emotes. I've talked about it before. In my mind, like what's what happens cognitively when when I, I read chat after having been indoctrinated to Twitch over the years is mm -hmm. like if someone pops off and chat goes very fast with the funny pictures, then that's a hype moment. As if a crowd is roaring. Maybe not to the very same degree, and not to the very same degree as being physically present in the uh, arena, but it is some kind of substitute that probably. Like functions in a in a similar way, and that's that's something for the neuroscientists to figure out, or for the linguists. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, interactivity. Like I mean, you could you could think of ways, for instance, to have like a. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why does my brain give me that sound? So in my mind, I was like, maybe fans every couple of seconds like could use like a like a button and then it would theoretically add to a, a number that would then get a threshold an aggregate of how many people press that button it would have like a noise if you want a vuvuzela for those, <laughs> <laughs> for those wow. that, that remember that fateful world cup um yeah please god no but yes, something like this maybe. Like you know who does a really good job at uh, viewer experience interactivity? I think China does a really good job, and that's obnoxious. You have chat scrolling yeah, across your screen and banners popping across. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference between that and a vuvuzela? You tell me. <laughs> when I when I hear that, I go, okay, what does this mean? Unless you're reinventing the wheel, I don't like any of the what I'm hearing. Unless there's an off button. Um. Oh. I think that's I also, learned behavior, right? What do you like? I don't think anyone that actually grew up with Vuvuzelas thinks like I'm just tooting this horn to be obnoxious as possible. They actually think, "Wow, that's a hype sound." In the same way, we yeah. think cheering is a hype sound for sure. Like if you actually listen to each individual cheer and how often your mom would be insulted during these yeah, cheers, yeah. you wouldn't like the individual it's cheer. You, yeah. you you like the the bulk of the sound and 100%. the emotion you connect to it, right? So it totally is agree. learned behavior, which is also, by the way, very very hard to teach to people to appreciate. Kind of take a long one time, time thing. Yeah. So unless you're here for the Twitch vuvuzelas or the YouTube, you know, trumpets for the next ten years. I don't know, homie. I don't know. But I think there are ways to integrate some fun things in that aren't super intrusive. I certainly just hope this isn't like, guys, we figured out how to drop tokens on YouTube. Isn't that exciting? Wow. I hope it's not just like some phoned in nonsense again. I would much rather. I hope if it's that is genuinely it, something I fun. will be super happy if they just are like, hey, drops enabled. Let's go. That kind of stuff. Awesome. Anything less than that or like, um, like, I don't know, like some really crappy overlay on the Overwatch League website or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be bummed. You can vote on the match on YouTube.com. 
the PR man, the PR cool. answer, yeah, the PR answer might end up biting them in the butt on this one. Um, yeah. So, uh, how will finals in Asia affect the NA fans? Hey, we're gonna try to hit as many fans as possible. Sure, great. Um, I didn't even read the answer to that one. Um, yeah. And then the uh, with only why only two teams from each region, at least for NA. The PR answer is we want to have the most hype around this one. Blah, blah, blah. The real answer logistics. is travel logistics. Logistics uh, are a nightmare. Travel logistics. Um, Try okay. flying and COVID. It's really not good. Yep, especially for like they weeks quarantine at a time. and visas and things like that. All right, stop whispering. Don't stop. Stop. Don't tell Blizzard, stop. Though. Stop it. Uh. Formats best of five, best of seven. Semis are best are first to three. Grand finals cool. are first to four. Um, this added context really. Why was this even brought up? Do, do you, you need more than a best of seven? <laughs> do we need a best of eleven to figure this this I, out? Would it, you? It's got to be over several days then, right? Like. Would you ever be interested in seeing three first to threes? So season one? Yeah, no. I thought season or, one. Or I, three, I really, really, really just season best of fives. playoffs. It was, right? Wasn't it? Three best of fives? It was three best of fives, yeah. But still, like, it's separating it between the days. Like, it's very clear that, like, this team is better. This team is worse. Go next. I don't want to show up tomorrow. Like showing up to the finals on Sunday uh, live was boring. Yeah, I think you got to do different weeks then. And you then can do maybe that. I, it's a game. You got to. You got. That's a big dead space between like. Okay, this is the finals, and then we're coming back to the finals. Like very what, weird. What way, about right? three different? <laughs> sort of. But it's three also different first to threes on three different hero pools. No, so don't say that because they'll, you know, that they're like thinking that internally. Like, John, please. I don't No, I, I don't hate please. it. That's that's no, no, no. John's completely okay. right in saying that this is how we determine skill over this season. So <laughs> we want to ask that in playoffs. That's how you go, do it. Do it. Technically speaking, no each, each team gets I to choose. Agree. Each team gets to choose a DPS. Mm-mm. Or they oh, get to, no, we're here. Oh, it's gotta be random. Oh, it's gotta be random. Hold on. Well, let's just Who wait. wants players to be in oh, control God. of their own fate? So in this random, no just way. do bands. <laughs> just do bands. But but, but it's but different. Like, and again, seriously, it, jokes aside for a second, like there are ways in which from a format perspective, I think it would be more exciting than just a simple first of four. We're done in an afternoon. In and in, in and out. Done. You'd have I I, I think anticlimactic to me. I think you you'd you'd have to do it like multiple weeks with multiple different hero pools and then completely like rewrite everything that you've been saying all season long where it's like, hey guys, playoffs are gonna take out hero pools. Guys, we're not gonna have hero pools in playoffs though, so sweet. And then come playoffs, we're gonna be like, ah, just kidding, hero pools. But if that was to yes, be omitted, that is, hypothetically, that is where this season falls apart from a format perspective. That promise right there. I mean, if you say something and reiterate it umpteen different times and then you completely just like. 
backpedal on it like the hardest you've ever seen, then I'd say so. I'd say that that's a pretty big reiterated and backpedaled hard. Yeah, every single like countdown cup, guys. Remember, playoffs don't have hero pools. Sweet. I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I agree that if we were going to do hero pools across the whole season and then include the playoffs, then, yeah, I'm about it. That's that's what we're testing this season. Sweet. I'm not big on it. I'm not big on, like, the multiple weeks. I get traditional sports do, like, the whole, like, traveling season, like, best of seven in different cities, multiple days. I don't think esports needs to do that. I I actually kind of like it. I it, it is actually growing on me just because there's a consistency. I, like, of course... The underlying premise is no agree here, but right. once you have accepted hero pools, I think the logical conclusion is to go, as John said, uh, best of three of best of fives, a week break between each, and different hero pools for each one. Different ones. Now you gotta think about maybe the hero pools would be then determined by the most in aggregate. Mo- most banned heroes over the season, maybe? Just so... So you'd, so you'd have one-week hero pools again, even though we changed the two-week hero pools. Oh. I, ah, true. There's, so true. To, to be fair, this was an off-the-cuff comment, and so... No, kind 100%. Of, like, you know, shitting all over the format idea. is <laughs> like, See, it's not really... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, like thinking about this. Out. But like, I, so there's... I think there's a few different ways that you could do it. You could literally do... Uh, I think you could do four days over two weekends, or I think you could also spread them out, um, during the week. Um, I think you could like, there's, I agree that the importance of having at least two games with rest time in between each game on the same hero pool would be the most consistent to the format that we ended the season with. Yeah. Um, like there are ways, I think the question just kind of comes to like, how long do you want those to be? It's only going to be two teams. We already know that they're not even going to be on a LAN environment. Um, which is really weird. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, there's, I don't know. I, I, I'm not opposed to a scenario in which we got here through hero pools I, I think that probably the last the last match, no matter what, should be no hero pools or maps or whatever, like the last. So set. how do you feel about semifinals? Hero pools? Uh, I don't know how it would work. I'm just like, I can tell you, I'm kind of excited about the idea of consistency. But why, when I'm in bed, I'm just like. Oh, that's such a bad idea, dude. How could I in the first... Oh, I changed my mind like, how... this, like four times in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't Again, know. I'm kind of thinking about this, but I'm kind uh, 100%. of excited, we're, we're... entertaining that thought. Maybe I'm just excited that this thought is kind of... Like, it, it resonates with some aspect of consistency here that yeah. I'd love to see. It's just possibly impossible. Which I sympathize to... with. I get that. But yeah. it it requires, like, such a big, like overhaul of what you've already kind of put forward and planned that it doesn't seem likely also me personally not a big fan of like the continuous like playoff series across like a week 
we tried that in season one wasn't a big fan of it or at least like dabbled with it i wouldn't say we like we went full like gung-ho with it but yeah we yeah, didn't give him a week right it was just no, the next it was day, just right? over a weekend just across the next weekend, day yeah, yeah I, I mean it, I it like it's it is a gamble because there's definitely a scenario where after the first best of three you just know or best of five chalk clap that like last year yeah. <laughs> so, it was like yeah. wasn't we, a fun we, thing they're at all. winning in the heart and then the next week is just waiting for another clap where it's like yeah there's probably no coming back from this dude like sure i like how often do you think like we're going to get those team across like those t- kind of teams across like the history of the overwatch league though i think that's just like a special like kind of outlier case but second weeks of hero pools too have also shifted uh, if kind of that's where you're shifted going. that kind of stuff where there is this totally. new like imagine if it's just no hero pools week one shock in in shanghai clap everybody or yeah. you know whatever and then they, they're playing the grand finals and then or whatever and week two there is a chance for the other teams to improve and to develop <laughs> strategies to kind of uh counter know. the super genji or whatever else that you <laughs> you don't have to like you weren't really planning for, and now your whole weekend is is just kind of screwed. See that that feels, and again, I I could be speaking from like a, a very elitist angle, but for me personally, I don't like hearing a narrative that we've kind of continued throughout the entire season. Get tr- we we want that to be trumped by the system, like having a structure that like ruins the narrative to like try to insert something fun, like just what if we had an upset for upset's sake? It's like. That why, is that though? an upset? Is is it an upset when a team does poorly one week and then in the same hero pool the next week improves? I would say that two teams that have played incredibly well across the entire regular season to qualify for the playoffs get upset on a hero pool in the finals. I would say so. That just like how Paris winning is an upset, just like how Charge winning is an upset. I have to think on that. I don't think I agree. I don't think that like Paris winning was an upset. Is an un. It, it's tough because I think upset has like a, a few different like connotations attached to it. Like there is the upset in in, in the sense of undeserved. Sure, definitely not undeserved. I think Paris like, like I, I can agree, be the shock, but. but- at, two different calibers of teams there's there's a chance that there's always a chance in in any uh in in any series that you're gonna deal with a, a statistical upset is if we oh, could yeah, throw on god mode and see the true percentage mm. likelihood of two teams i winning, agree there's a chance that one of those teams are gonna win and to i don't agree with the sentiment that if the team that technically has a lower percentage to win actually wins being an upset, I don't think that that is this like refuting of the entire system in the season that we built. And if it was, then what's the point of even having a grand finals? Just find the statistical one and just give them the trophy. It's not about finding the statistical one. I think it's just about celebrating the best teams and trying to manufacture higher percentages of that upset happening with influencing hero pools or removing of hero pools at like a, a like the last game. I think removing hero pools for the entirety of playoffs and the playoff kind of series, I think is fine. I think it gives teams enough time to kind of like 
understand the realm to be able to kind of figure out who's the best teams. This is like a very consistent argument I've had across the entire season with Hero Pool, so it's it's not completely brand new. But I think like just introducing it for introducing its sake, trying to like create upsets instead of just like celebrating who the best team is, I think me personally, not a fan of. But improving week over week isn't designed to like the the whole week or whole idea of two week hero pools was to negate the chances of upsets. Sure. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, to, oh, oh. or to, to an extent, sure. Like I don't. Yeah. Anyways, to ideas stress. Right. What's first and foremost? I think. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Make it that. a little bit more predictable. I would say that's fair. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> What is an upset, really, in one week hero pulls? This is the question, right? It, it gets into a like into a very nebulous field of probability clouds that somehow clash with each other, and you think you got a an upset, but it really isn't because like they have their like you know fat tailed bell, bell curve ends. Where it's mm. like, oh, they pop off in this manner, and this team is so bad in this one, and then if they overlap then you get Chengdu into Shanghai and yeah I don't know like it's it's really weird I don't even know how to unclutter that and it, it feels just like another patch argument where it's just like should we be patching before the playoffs no should we be adding hero pools in the playoffs no same so very similar things like we're, we're just changing the field that we've been testing on for the entirety of like the regular season if we patch even every though, other playoffs before in stages and then you want to patch before the playoffs and finals maybe and that's yeah, that's I, where we disagree on yeah i just vehemently disagree i i don't i'm not saying i want the entire season played on one particular patch but i think the regular season is to find like the best iteration of the game you can and then make the big kind of sweeping reworks and changes and hero additions in the off season and then play out the next season. Like I, I, I can, I can deal with and handle like hero additions and reworks. Okay, fine. As long as they're not like right before huge grand final games. Cause that would be really unfortunate. And again, I, I really, really dislike big patches, big hero pool changes um, before big, big events and i and i think the grand finals i think we'd all agree is a quite quite the big event so yeah me okay. personally not a fan all right anyways here we go on to the last one do you guys have a specific location you've chosen or are looking at the grand finals finals will be played in an online environment competing this way versus trying to do a land studio means the players only need to arrive in asia more broadly versus a specific location that gives us a lot more confidence that we can make everything work operationally can we boo that is that booable? Wait, what? Only two teams. Wait, where are we? Where are we? The last are we one. Down? The last one. Finals are going to be in an online environment. And oh, not in a land yeah. Studio. What is this? So, so why are we traveling? Just to like reduce the ping, I guess. Yeah. Kind of thinking out loud right now. Um, I guess. Sure. I mean, aren't we having offline events right now in Korea? Is that not happening? I mean, we, sure had we, the, uh, we had the show match. We also um, don't know this is happening in Korea, to be fair. He I mean, it does, it does not specifically say Korea anywhere. I haven't no. seen anything that you specifically says. The assumption is Korea. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, I would I much. But oh, I, I don't okay. actually know if it's been confirmed anywhere. If anyone has a link, great. Otherwise, we're going to continue to use yeah. Asia broadly. Though yeah, I don't I mean, think any I, of us I would disagree. I actually don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's I actually a, don't know. It just makes sense because everyone seems to be there, right? 100%. Yep. I think it's I think it's a good as assumption, but if we were to assume Korea, then yeah, you can have live events. I don't know why we're not, but both LPL and LCK apparently chat saying it does offline without an audience. So even if it is in China, can still, you know, feasibly and within legal limits seemingly have a live uh, studio performance without audience. Why aren't we doing that? I don't know. Is it just the scramble to try and figure this out? Logistics? I get it. Um, I think... I think I'd be okay with a longer break in between, like, the end of, like, the playoff qualifiers and then top four so that we can have a live LAN environment. I'd be okay with, like, an extra amount of time added to that to, like, figure out the logistics to, like, set this up the right way. I so let's let's look at the alternatives here. So so there there's a world in which it is just like operationally impossible to have NA people coming from NA to get into the same building and play on a stage or even in, you know, adjacent studios on the same land. There is a world in which just that is the case and then none of this conversation matters. Do we find that likely at all? No, we just had somebody from the uh, from the European region and League of Legends go to Korea, quarantine and then coach a team on stage. Like, I don't. Maybe I'm missing something like visa, logistic, uh, lawyer jargon stuff, maybe China wise. I don't know, but I, I find it very weird to like can't have Western people on stage without like a quarantine. I don't know. Seems I don't know. It, it, it's out of my lane. I, it seems bizarre, though. So then, then we have to go with like, uh, whatever. I don't even think it's worth it. But yeah, I it, again, if this is like what has to happen for logistic reasons, I get it. It's unfortunate. You, you take what you can get. I'm I'm not super mad at it. But if there is a world where we can add some time to have a land studio just without an audience, I think that would go a long way in terms of like fan interaction and fan engagement. A lot of buzzwords, but I think that would do a lot better for the broadcast as a whole. I think people want to see the players and sure. half the time the player cams don't even work. And I, again, it's a it's a nice band-aid fix. It's it's COVID kind of adaptation, and I applaud the league for trying to get it done, but they don't work. It just half of them don't seem to work or they're laggy or they don't really like show them all that much. I don't know. I'd love to see like player reactions, like get, returning to normal would be nice. If you had to choose between an NA grand finals and an Asia grand finals that were both lands versus having an NA versus Asia online, but like in the same countries, so you've mitigated ping. Which would you rather see? I know what I know. I won. I'm not even. I'm not even sure I follow. Okay, so, so he's asking yeah. if you could choose either we have regional finals in NA and regional finals oh. in Asia, or we have one, uh, and both of those are offline, uh -huh. or we have one 
big final from both regions, oh, but tough. that's online. I know I'd what I'm take, not saying. I'd probably take the lands. Really? Yeah, I'd probably I'm just like, good. I'd wash it. Like, okay, it's COVID. At least we can give you lands. At least we can give you like, not live audience stuff, but we can give you like a proper studio production. Really knock this out of the park. Unfortunately, it has to be within each region. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd like that a little bit better. Also, of course, on top of all the concerns of player safety as well. Like, yeah, um, I'm sure it's it's easier to. And okay, I'm not going to make any ignorant comments on the feasibility and safetiness of that. The only leaks where, like, I don't. I apparently that's happening for LCK and whatnot. That's yeah. interesting. I'd love to see what their system is in order to judge that. But from like. You know that bubble thing that the NBA is doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it also doesn't work. So yeah. I, I like safe systems. And just one catching it is too much. It, yeah, it's too much. And is, is like... So you'd rather them travel? And health disaster. Uh, I mean, the travel itself is a problem. Yeah, for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's like a good like no. safety measure i don't think there's a foolproof safety measure right like either one like definitely has their their downsides um i like i like the guaranteed land production i like that a lot i think it would go a long way for a season of online play i think it kind of like not hints at a returning to like normalcy where we can get like somewhat live events but i think it would again i think it goes a long way I am not a big fan of like the continuous online play on top of like the quarantining and like logistics of like getting players out there. Can you get all your players out there? Like I do worry that like maybe we'll run into visa problems for certain teams. I don't know. And this all happens for what? Uh, two best of threes and a best of four. Two best of three. Yeah. Two best of threes and a best of four or two first of threes and a first of four. Um, yeah. whatever. Uh, is that confirmed? Yes. yes. Three versus three we, loses bracket. Oh, loses bracket. Oh, true. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So it's a little more, which yep. needs to be the case because if you actually fly there, lose one thing, and then fly and home, and you're out. That Sweet. risk is, is that not worth, worth it at all. Yeah. Is that enough though? Because a lot of people in chat are saying like, you know, I need to see my cross regional play. Blah blah blah. This whole season would be a waste. Blah blah blah. If I don't get to see it. Is yeah, three I best agree. of threes and a best of four enough? Arguably no. Yeah, arguably not, but at least it's something. Like I, I definitely hear the cross-regional thing. I just think this is just going to be a logistical nightmare. You're, you're going to get... I, I, okay, again, like I'm T-leaving it up. I question how good practice environments are going to be. I don't know the, the accommodations. Like there's a lot that goes into this that I think just keeping it separate might just be a little bit easier and we just have to like bite it. But obviously we're not getting that. And that's just my personal opinion. If I had to choose basically. Yeah. And I don't think we, we will. I think the, the questions behind logistical feasibility are like way up here in terms of priority. And also safety, of course, being I think that, yeah, that in, be in that number. Yeah. Um, and then we can think about uh, competitive aspects. Though I will say, it will keep me up during the winter 
long winter nights to think, ah, oh, could, could, like, who would win? Like, Shanghai, but, but then shock, but, ah, uh, and then uh, maybe the flatter, you know, like, it, mm. I, I, I couldn't, like, that, that would really, 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 Again, uh, like upset. I think, I think there is like a sweet middle ground where you can have this this format where we have like the two best teams from each region go somewhere to compete at just a later, far later date, so that all of this gets solved. Like you have all the time that you need. It's again, it's one of those COVID things, so we're just gonna have to bite the bullet. Hopefully, we have some content in between during that dead space between like the playoffs and then like the grand finals. I think you can have the best of both worlds where like everything's taken care of safety wise. Everybody has the, you know, the proper accommodations. You probably, I think blizzard just needs more time to do that and you can still have it like in a studio. Just give it more time. I think we just need to like add a break to this. Yeah. I, I don't know the, the regional logistical feasibilities of getting tests for everyone involved literally everyone for production i mean i literally like when we started this conversation just straight up said like there's a world in which it's just like it's just not operationally feasible for reasons that we don't have accessible Mm. to us and no level of like anecdotal evidence and napkin math will like change any of that so like that whole conversation is non-starter if that's the case right so Anyways, that was the John Spector Q and A. Um, not the best feeling one. I'm gonna be honest. Not a lot. Of- I mean, I appreciate the the you know community communication. I think that's good. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm glad that there's being that they're they're communicating with you know some of the the questions around something that has definitely been. Uh, worried about with covid like is this gonna happen like i don't know like the world's kind of going upside down like are we still doing this like what's going on i'm glad that we're getting at least like some attention granted we're not getting a ton of answers but they're uh i i think it's okay i'm not mad at it i'd i'd be more mad if they just didn't say anything i I appreciate the communication at at least as a gesture on twitter everybody's favorite medium Hey, I, I agree with that, too. Why is this not like some sort of official like statement? Like, this is what we're doing. We've we've seen your questions. We've actually pulled your questions from Twitter and John's going to answer them in an official video. That would be great. I don't know why the league can't do this again. All right. OK. We're. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about this. San Francisco together. San Francisco shock at uh, Tayo from Third Impact. And. Uh, Big pog, big big Actual pogs. Pog. Big pogs. You, you feel pretty good about that, Joe? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, I think this definitely adds a nice touch um, to this roster that I think needs an added flex player, and I do think that Tayo probably will come in more as a flex than he will <gasps> be kind of maintaining his Ash Tracer um, hit scan kind of priority. I think he probably will move into a flex role, something that he has done in the past, to be fair. Um, I'm excited to see such a kind of talented young young prospect. Young in age, not in terms of resume, because this kid has been playing literally since like 2017, like on the Japanese World Cup team, was supposed to be on Houston's academy team before that went. Um, Mm -hmm. Very talented kid, like 
Yeah. Just good player all around, working with some of the best coaching in the world, um, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, we should we should see this kid turn into an absolute monster. I'm I'm very excited to see what what the shock have in store for him. I think this fills a nice gap. Big big thumbs up all around. Happy yeah. for time. And I'm always intrigued just with where players like this under great mm. coaching can go. Yeah. Like if we if we think about Ben Best and we think about Nico yep. and we think where they went and then we think about I mean, honestly, to a degree, also Super and Sinatra from season one to season two. For sure. Then I'm getting hyped for this because the underlying talent is already very high. Arguably, like, and I don't like, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on it. I, I, I literally haven't watched enough contenders to say that. Um, just like from, from the perception that we get from a community, there have been other players like Kevster, for instance, that where the talent sure. level is probably uh slightly like considered slightly higher mm. um but just like someone like that i mean talent is relative what is outward and what is inward talent or like talent that we don't get to see and that is the specific coachability that mm. a player needs to have in order to fit a style of a coaching staff and i think that with very few exceptions, this coaching staff has shown that they can do it. Um, so I'm, I'm like, this kid must be over the moon. Oh, and sure. I, hope- I mean, he's been, he's been banging the drum like, get me to owl, get me to owl, please get me into owl. I don't know how long, much longer I can do this whole contenders thing, bro. Like he is, yeah. he's been like waiting for his call up and then to, to be called up on arguably the best team in the world, I think has to be uh, incredible. Yeah. I'm over the moon for him. Yeah. Uh, to talk about coaching and like uh, prestige and buy-in, I think there's no no better coach than Krusty to have a yeah. resume to kind of like force you to buy in. Like, oh, you think you know better than a world champion? Oh, you think yeah. you know better than the guy who kind of like yeah. piloted Boston to like multiple wins? I don't think so. Yeah. And yeah. I don't. I'm not saying Tayo thinks that way, but like, name a player that has like some sort of like attitude issue, and you put him with Krusty, and I think he has to kind of like not submit, but he has to kind of buy in. I don't think you can argue with that. I don't I like think you submit. can argue with that pedigree. Submit and feels like a little submit. yeah aggressive, but yeah. you know what I mean. I, I don't think. Oh God, that's the weather <laughs> it's over. It's all over. Um, wait, Andy Miller is that the guy we're going to have on the podcast next? Yes, week? we're we're getting you, Andy. Um, so. I think, like, I, I really hope because, okay, the situation that these players like Sinatra had, um, mm. like, that even, like, Smurf had, oh. like, it was a little bit different. It was like, oh, there, there's this guy, this crusty coach. We kind, of, we kind of think, wait, we can't really say what it is at Boston that made it special. Now he comes to the shock, and all these police players get better and better. And the mm. expectations for those players were very different. Now it's like you're a contenders player, an unproven talent, and like the God's gift to coaching has chosen you to be on the best roster in the world's best team of the last year. That is a different pressure than these other players were on mm. beforehand. And I Certainly. hope that doesn't get to him because I think he, like, 
you cannot tell me that Tayo from the from the from the um sort of aura of his career that follows him mm. isn't at the talent level of a Sinatra as he was perceived in uh in pre-contenders. I think it's very similar. The, the, I, the, I think the, the feeling is similar. I won't I, I don't think I can be able to measure it though. Yeah. And of course the the color of the energy, like the aggression and like sure. what kind of people these are is very different. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like pure expectation where this kid could go, right? In comparison to Sinatra. I don't think like if people recall, yes, yeah, Sinatra was kind of popping off in an A, but then like when the when the big dogs came in, like mm. Seth was wasn't doing much. Like yeah. it was just over then, right? Like Sinatra wasn't on the level of effect back then. No, as he much was, as everybody probably wants to gas him up now with like the hype from yeah. back then, yeah, definitely was not. No, yeah, no way. So, um, I hope we're fair to Tayo with the expectations. Also, don't even get me. <laughs> Got to be better than no, Super Genji, though. No, bed, nobody better come up and say, "Oh yeah, this kid was brought on to win the championship now, and he better pop off now." No, 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 yeah, no, 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 my no, dude, no, no. like. The, the coaching magic takes some time. Like, do, do you think they have a like a magic pot there, and it's like some some uh, Asterix and Obelix stuff? Like, yeah. that's, that's not what's happening in shock. I'm pretty sure, unless it is, in which case, unless they've got the magic pill. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, pressure, hopefully. A comf at a comfortable level, but also keep mm. in mind. I mean, the shock also have nuts talent on their uh, yeah. on the roster, and you could even argue that every team has like one serviceable player. Even like the super teams, where it's like, yeah, you're not like necessarily the best in the world at your position, but you're also not an obstacle to towards nope. your team winning that. And if if Tayo can get to that level if it was required of him this season, which I don't even mm. know if that's the case, then that is already pretty amazing to achieve. Oh, certainly. Yeah. I think that that should be like the minimum. As long as you can plug in and like do what Krusty asks of you, like you don't need to pop off. You don't need to like be the star just yet or ever. Maybe I think you're, I think you're just going to be part of the cog. You're going to be a cog in the, the shock machine and it's going to be sick and you're going to do incredible. So again, overall happy for Tayo. Sad to, sad to hear about the news of third impact kind of like disbanding. I wonder how much that kind of played into shock signing him and like him from my understanding, not having a buyout or being under contract. So he doesn't have a buyout. Um, that'd be kind of interesting, but yeah, happy for him. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about last week's matches a little bit. And uh, mm. let's let's start a little bit with uh, let's start with Asia, shall we? We don't normally start. We normally start with NA. Let's go to Asia for a second. Mm. Um, and I think we saw we kind of saw on NA. I think we we saw like Genji plus Asher Tracer. You saw Winston and Sigma, and then you saw Brig mm. with a uh, Bap or a Zen. Uh, but yep. on the Asia side of things, we saw a lot more Mercy. Um, mm. you saw, I would say you saw a lot more Zarya for sure. Um, what, what is your take on, on why we saw those, uh, regional, regional changes? And like, do you have one that you think was more correct this week, Joe? I think NA was way closer to like finding like the right thing. Um, I think, 
I, I like I understand why the mercy like kind of worked. I just don't think you 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 if you play that like a hundred different times, like you don't swap off of it and like okay, like yeah, this is like Zen Zen Brig or Bat Brig is just more concrete. It feels like it gels with like the other picks where like the bat feels good with the ash. The Zen and the Brig feel good with more of the dive centric DPS lineups. Um yeah, I, I was I've not been big on like Asia's read on things for a little bit now going back yeah. to like last month with yeah. like the echo on spark and like new york still doing their kind of weird thing but maybe they're an outlier and now with this i think zarya is just worse sigma obviously two different heroes but sigma gives you a little bit more proactivity where zarya feels a little win more with the charge and the alt takes forever and the projected barrier really doesn't feels like a reactive tool more than like a tool to engage and find openings rather than rock and flux. I, I think Sigma is the, the better pick, even though it is feel a little weird because we're like, oh, well, you have all these dive pieces. Why don't you play something a little bit more mobile? It all kind of works. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if like there's just like no. I always will think that I think there will always be like a refined, like. Good set of comps. But like you can probably like piecemeal together like a number of different heroes as long as like you maintain like some structure. Like you need a shield hero, stuff like that. So you're not just playing like double flex tanks kind of thing. I think you can kind of piece things together and like still compete. You might not win, but you can probably still get things done. And I think we're seeing that maybe a little bit of a return to Chengdu. We'll get to them. But with the mercy, with all these different looks, I think NA also had a few different looks as well. I think. Um, it, Florida, it, Florida had a little bit of flexibility on control. I thought we saw a lot of more Ryan. It felt like Valiant leaned into Ryan, Ryan comps a definitely. lot more, which I wasn't wasn't mad at. But I think they just played poorly. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest deltas in terms of like different styles was definitely like the the the, the Mercy and the Zarya, which I was not a big fan of. Understand why they work. Not a big fan. I don't want to break open too big of a tangent here, but. I always that's that's why I want these regional finals because it always feels like you have an inclination as to who gets to them those matters quicker and I wouldn't sure. even say that I mean historically maybe there's a there's a slight bias towards like NA uh, and EU getting it quicker but maybe that's also just because goats is in my head um mm. Or like you know, adapting something new quicker, and then also having a superior uh, interpretation of it, maybe. But I'm not even sure if that's true because I feel like on several occasions it has been proven wrong, where we like so confident that something is true, and then as soon as we actually have real touching points, like it, like that theory crumbles uh, under scrutiny. So, um, I I feel like. Uh, we we don't. Uh, it's it's really hard to say what what the actual better meta interpretation is, and I think that is also only one dimension of that argument because it's not sure. just which meta is better, but also which team performs this this respective metas better, the best, yeah, and how that could then even outweigh slight uh, self countering yeah looking at like stage three of last year right where we we saw like okay well i guess it's just ghosts guys i guess that's just the comp that we're just gonna win and then shanghai's like no wait like look at arisa look at triple dps and look at how much they influence the meta i think like 
it's going to be the one of those things that you can kind of speculate on. I feel like NA has like much more of a cohesive read on things, whereas Asia is a little bit more kind of all over the place. And the yeah, results, it could be lack of teams, lack can, of good teams as well, well. And the results too also just make it look like how does a figure, how does a figured out meta have Chengdu yeah. beating NYXL in five? Yeah. Spark three owing soul. Uh, the only I think thing we're going to get a better read in week two. Sure. We do. Oh, yeah. We do need to Yiska. I need to, I need to poke yep. you, I got to poke the bear, the big German. Mm-hmm. What's what's the German word for bear? Yeah. Bear. Yeah. So bear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I need to poke the German <laughs> so bear, bear for a second and say, you took a big stance last week saying London, uh, London sure was boys to you upset. You remember? You yes. guys oh, sure yeah. We remember these okay. things. Of course. So um, uh, that did not turn out. So I'm giving you an opportunity to uh, backpedal a little bit. Well, for one, I'm wrong. Uh, okay. Like, come on. Like, Ooh. you couldn't have expected Shui to kind of come out and like absolutely like choke I, on one. I mean, I I... I would have expected Glister to play from map one, like <laughs> you think, right? So we didn't really uh, see Glister. Yeah. Um, we we, I mean, we saw him later in the series, but right. like for uh, sure, god damn! Like the thing is, and I still can't really. There are other reasons to believe why why that was was the case, mm-hmm. um, but it's like I think. That series was reasonably close where 55 charge is wrong, but not by much. I think like there were some Pepega club plays by London in there. And if they don't do them, then this series is significantly closer than it looks at 3-1. I think they um, like it wasn't two teams on completely different levels playing each other. so yeah, I. You think? Uh, Did I kind of feel that way to you? Yeah, um. I think if if they play a best of ten, London I think the charge was three to four. <laughs> um, best of ten uh, or best of five, so let's say. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I would. It, this could be minimizing the situation, but I felt like charge just kind of played a little sloppy. Where London like had very dire straights, no value on Dragonblade. Where's Glister? Mm. J Mac up to his old stuff again. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Macaroons is back this week, and it was not. I look at that team and I go, no "You're week okay. two. You're going to get slapped." I charge. I feel like just had a bad game. I, and I know that's is, very general, and I know that's minim- minimizing like the the win, but felt felt actually a little bit more separated. Okay, so I don't actually want to put it on J Mac because I feel like of course he does. I think he contributed. Yeah, the thing is, okay, like yeah, haha, we're making some fun of it. This team is also not massively on a downward spiral. I think they they would sure. uh, like they mid tier team. I don't think they're. They should be at all unsatisfied with where they are based on uh, where they started. Like this is, it's actually quite, uh, quite great wh- who they can compete with. Um, 
I also think like this meme clip where I mean I contributed. I'll say it uh, outright, but um, like this when when J Mac is alone on the on the card at the end, mm -hmm. what's he supposed to do? Just not be on the card, or yeah, of course, like someone had to touch, right? Yep. Like, and right. I don't think there is a way for him to contribute to the fight and touch card at the same time with uh, jump cooldowns, and I don't totally. think there's a feasible way to. Um, to play that any other way. At best, he draws away some of the backline. Mm -hmm. um, but also the card wasn't deep enough to really threaten um, Charge to have to uh, stall the card before they win the fight on the on the gate. So mm -hmm. what's the J-Mac got to do? Like, 100%. Just a in, that, in that one instance, like, yeah, you're going to look bad because you're forced to do something that's inc incredibly unintuitive. But it's everything that leads up to that point that I have problems with. And it's not just him. It's everybody. Mm. Where is Glister? Sanguinar, God bless him. He's the rock. I, I usually don't have much to say about Sanguinar. Usually a good player. Can't really bag on him too much because he's a rookie. Yeah. But Babel, eh. Shui, get him out. Don't want to no. see him no more. Nah, nah. Zero value on your Dragon Blades, bro. Come One kill. On. One kill got a comment. Uh, yeah, I mean the dragon blades were not the best, but you also don't like you just rough. don't. <sighs> That's okay. a tool you just don't have. Let's let's separate the player Shui from the Genji that was there in this game. Like, okay. you don't know what the like. Ideally, if there was a way, you want Glister also on Genji. Yes. But Again, like, yeah, if I could replicate Glister so he could play both roles, that'd be great. But we that, ain't got that yes. technology yet. And um. Therefore, like if you gotta if you gotta fill, like Shui has a crazy good May, for instance, right? We agree. If memory serves me, I do recall. Yes. Kit's kit's a pop-off with the right clicks, I, I will say. <laughs> okay. Um like also his charge rate is probably pretty ridiculous if, if I recall correctly. Or just like by just I don't know, I haven't looked at the stats. Mm -hmm. But um there is something to be said about players being brought in for specific things and then having to extend that. And there's also curveballs that a meta throws to you. I agree. Like, yeah. I think you can. I think KSF is a great example of a Genji that like looks uncomfortable, but like has a very clear job and does it well. If you go back and watch their series against Atlanta on on tracer duty, KSF is to smother Edison at every turn. They know he's going to flank. He's on him like glue. Does his job. Gets some kills. Pressures him out. Burns some cooldowns. Sweet. Zero value of Dragon Blade, but still has a job. Tell me what Shui did. Yeah, I feel like but that's the thing. Like, who tells him when to play? Does he decide that? Is, is it called? I agree. Like, I agree. Like, it, again, is like, it Shui even, or is it Genji in London? No, because I think you can put, I, again, like, we can move Glister around either way, and I think you could probably keep Babel on, on Hitscan, and that could be fine. But I think Genji needs a good pilot. And if you don't have a good pilot for that Genji, either don't run it, which again, like, what do you do outside of that? Or you have to move your star player to Genji, who has yeah. a history of playing a good Genji. I think Glister needs to pilot the Genji, and then you kind of have to bite the bullet on Hitscan. It's too, it's too impactful. It gives you too many good fight ending tools. It requires a lot yeah. of mechanics to get to get down right. You yeah. need Glister on Genji. Maybe that's the play. 
Maybe, and of course, like we we say that having seen zero scrims of how 100 how yeah. Glister's uh, Genji actually performs, it's like I got a hands up on that one. That's yeah, it's 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 um, hard to. That's a general discussion, and we're going to have it later. So I'm going to d postpone because that's a core element of the okay. uh, the point we sure. about so yeah. super. Um, but I think. In an ideal world, this esports requires you to think of roles not as the individual mm. that plays that role, yes. but the function that a hero has within each specific composition. And then you can say that London's Genji was bad. Yes, London's Genji was bad. It's a symbiotic relationship of many different factors that are contributed from many different people that make the Genji bad. In the same sense that uh, season two Philadelphia Fusion main tent was perceived to be bad. Was it Saturday that was bad? Or was it the entire team that didn't play Reinhardt well? Because oh, I thought you were going like the Fraggy route, which like I was gonna... It, it's not just the guy that sits behind the 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 Reinhardt character that makes that character work. 100%. It is the entire team in this esport that makes it yep. work to a higher degree than arguably any other esports I've, I've ever yep. uh, been part of. Like in League of Legends, you can sit in your lane, you can talk about lane control of this particular yes. laner. There's an individual yes. And then there's also the jungler that impacts. Uh, yep. There's also a synergistic thing. You also talk about setting up star players in CS. But it is nowhere to the degree of, of like interconnectedness as it has been in Overwatch. I think as an eSport, and I'm surely forgetting some others, but it feels like indistinguishable from that. I almost think like we need new language to talk about that in order yeah. to also protect um, players from, from takes. Because you can most definitely say, like it is very different to say, J Mac was terrible this weekend, and the J, J Mac looked terrible this weekend because London doesn't know how to. Yes, and then, sure. especially from the outside, right? Like when we don't have any information, we don't have the comms, whatnot, yeah. right? Sure, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I do even struggle to like reach back. A lot of history in esports is like individual like 1v1 games and then i look at like wow and that's only 3v3 where i do think it is very interconnected it's still only three characters on a team versus another three characters this is six on six that increases the magnitude a ton you could look at like bloodline champions or like battle right these kind of like smaller little niche esports that are very similar to wow in that sense where they're all kind of interconnected and it's it's kind of almost overwatch light but again I, yeah, I would agree. Like, there, this is a team game. There are many team games, but this is the most team game. This feels like you need every cog in the wheel in the machine, kind of like spinning at the right rates and managing the like the 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 fabrication machine to get the right result. Because if one thing goes wrong, then it's a knock on effect to everything. And it, I feel like it's much more. It's scaled up in in Overwatch. I agree. It, it's scaled up, and I think it's also much more. Um it's much less transparent as to mm. what those actually parts, actual parts are. It's one thing to be like, 
Valorant is a team game, guys, right? But, like, you can yeah. very much look at, like, oh, so-and-so is on this part of the map. They lost that duel. That opened up this. And that it's much different to be like, oh, well, uh, this ability was on cooldown, which you don't see in the kill feed. But if you go back and watch the viewer, you can see it there. You know, yeah. and you have to almost, like, reverse all these steps to come to the right conclusion as to, like, why... Uh, why what appeared to be a boneheaded play was actually just like a, a victim of making the I right think, moves or whatever. So I think a great example of that is Fraggy from Philadelphia in season one kid fed his pants off. But I think that was weirdly enough. I think that was the plan. I think that was the idea to create all this space to let Carpe just have his complete field day to work and be an individual and that's why they were successful for that that mm. big stretch. I don't think Sato like was bad at that. I think they were shifting into a much more like structured and standard style of play instead of just throw Fraggy at the wall and you better capitalize on this window that he's given you because mm. we just lost our main tank because I told him to. You don't I don't think you can have that high of a first death rate. And again, like the number escapes me, but it was like astronomically high and have that much results. Like, I think that was the plan. Weirdly enough. And okay, let me let me instill this this thing, uh, this thought experiment in viewers to understand the point. Like thinking of a player's performance and only judging him personally for it is only see is. Uh, a mountain with only one side. Now imagine a mountain with only one side. That that can't Tune work, space. right? Yeah. Like how do, how there's a backside of a mountain, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a an interconnectedness towards the entire team. Like the mountain doesn't work without a backside. What what is it like? It falls is over. It's a shader of like thin things that just float into space no that's not what a mountain is mountain has a backside and we're it is part of the player's performance you can it like they hold each other up both sides it doesn't work and we're consistently only talking about the one side of the mountain yeah no i agree mm. i agree i would have shade maybe changed the metaphor to like a tower but i think yeah. that's nitpicking for nitpicking's mm. sake <laughs> the tower of bobble maybe maybe there you go jesus all right <laughs> We got there. We got That's, there. Was, it's a little tough. We had to translate, but we got there. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, my weekend's malding moment, and that was the Chengdu mm. Hunters versus <laughs> NYXL. Mm. Um, this was uh, so. So uh, Chengdu ends up winning three to two, and uh, man, we saw they. <laughs> and, <laughs> Chengdu even gave them the first map for free. Gave the first two maps for free. Uh, can I can I tell the story, John? How it happened? How it all transpired? Yeah. In in voice? Sure. Okay. Shoot. So we're sitting in voice with our friends who of course absolute degenerates and have been up all night. Wait, what what was that time? Like six AM, eight AM? When when you guys I think I passed out at like seven. I think I was a little after uh our, our buddy. So sometimes like we watch the Asia games for Europeans. It's of course like it's an amazing time for me. It's exactly my wake up time on the weekends. Like I j just roll out of bed and then watch some uh, Asian Overwatch. For Kenobi and 
Joe, it is, of course, uh, very different. And um, so we watch the game and Kenobi is at his wits end. Like, he's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And logs off, right? So <laughs> the catch up begins. <laughs> and I can't, I... Like, I would have loved for Kenobi to be there, but he wasn't. And then I tweeted at him. And at some point in the evening in Europe, my DMs go, pling! <laughs> and I see Kenobi. And he goes, don't tell me they won. <laughs> and I go, I love you, Kenobi, and I need you to know that. <laughs> and Kenobi goes, oh my God. <laughs> And, I, and then he asks why, and then he says, maybe it's me watching. Like, he is the hex of Chinese Overwatch. That mm. is sadly the case. This man is hexed to never see a Chinese team get a, a big win <laughs> while he's physically present. And of course, Joe was also another one, but like, it's less fun now with Joe because he has already sunk into absolute Chinese I'm on arc Overwatch too. Like I'm, past the, I'm past the yeah, Chinese, you know, uh, supporter no arc. I, I'm, yeah. I'm on act uh, two of my terrible. story. Thank you. It's terrible. Like, I, 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 I miss the old Joe. The care for Chengdu Joe. How do you... I, I, if, if they continue to perform, maybe, maybe they can win back my favor. But I, I need... You, I, I'm, a, I'm a hurt man. How do you like Genji as a DPS duo? I don't. But when you have people like this... I'm about it. And to be fair, Jinmu kind of fed his pants off these first two maps. Yeah, I think, bad. again, I think this is just <laughs> a really uh, narratively speaking, I'll, I have a piece in the works to kind of dive into this. I'll be writing that a little later after I get a much needed nap. Um, this felt like a return to Chengdu. This felt like a return to like the I'm going to pull you down and make you play my game kind of Chengdu. And granted, New York has been a little wily themselves this season. so. I'm excited to kind of go into this and really detail it. I'm going to probably struggle at times to like really understand what the heck's going on. If it's as Chung do as I'm hoping, but I think generally speaking, this is Chung do on comfort picks. A lot of the same old banging the drum, you know, play the comfort picks, play what you're good at. Don't play the meta, blah, blah, blah. Like you've heard me talk about it before. I'll, I'll spare you. Um, that's my kind of thoughts. I, I liked it more when the Chengdu Bob was still high on, on the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe man. again, it can return. I'm not I'm not ruling out the possibility of like a backstory to Chengdu Bob, right? Like we could we could have that, you know, the prologue, but I gotta get a little bit I gotta see a little bit more from Chengdu before that happens. All right. Go. Okay, let's go. Let's go back to the NA side. So uh, the NA side, Joe, as you you yes. kind of said before, felt a lot more figured out. Whether whether it was mm. it was the better form of the meta or not, definitely felt like I think overall a lot more cohesion across like the region totally. as far as the compositions we saw, the strategies that we saw incorporated on different maps um, and with different heroes. Um, can you, I mean, let's see, where Pitch are we it. toss it, fastball me. Uh, I'm trying to decide where to go on this one. Um, can we just, uh, hmm. Can we just talk about Atlanta for a second? 
Sure. We got it. it I think we're we're a little late on time, right? Anyway, right? So let's. I think Atlanta. I. It's tough because I think Valiant. So to look at their opponents, I think says a lot about Atlanta's play. I think Atlanta played well in both games. Let I me, think Valiant. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll just say Interject so. Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. sweeps LA Valiant three to zero, and then yes. they lose to the Florida Mayhem three to one. Yes. Okay. Continue. I think Valiant probably had the worst game of their season against Atlanta. Genuinely speaking, I think they played horribly. Their first fights on control. Good evidence point. Go watch those all over the place. Incredibly just frantic. No idea what the heck's going on. Contrasting that to first fights with Florida. Very controlled. They're playing the same exact compositions. And I'm hearing a lot of like gripe on like Valiant's comps, Valiant's comps. Florida's running the same thing, guys. Look completely different. Where they're rotating, how they're rotating. Again, on Volskaya, not to completely jump over control, but Volskaya, tragic for Valiant. Winning fights and then throwing them away with Dreamer and crew, like making a 3v5 dive attempt, whiffing and giving up a tick for free because of that decision. Strange Dragon Blades. I think KSF played fine, but again, not a strong Genji. Overall, I think Valiant just played horribly. Florida, on the other hand, great at accepting the dive that, that Atlanta wants to do. They're rolling in with the ball. They're having Edison and Erster both play the flanks individually. Edison completely just snuffed both series, not getting a lot done. To be fair, that's kind of like the 50-50. You're either going to shut down Erster or you're going to shut down Edison. Somebody's getting that dive attempt off. Just happened to be Edison a lot of the time. Kind of sad to see that they didn't rotate onto the Ash once that like was happening, where he's just getting snuffed and snuffed and snuffed. I think Gangnam Jin had like a fantastic couple lamps where he's just negating pulse bombs. Mm-hmm. Just with an ability like, oh, cool, you stuck my my Sigma. Sweet. Never mind. It's negated. What is Tracer going to do? There was a little bit of rigidity there. It felt like they wanted to play the ball. It worked against Valiant because they were kind of leaning into the Ryan comps. But I don't I, I will kind of come to Valiant's defense and say it's not the comps. They just played bad. Like, it's just one of those games where it's just like if you look at like even just the positioning and contrast that to Florida, same comps, whole different story. Valiant just played bad. Florida played really, really well, and I think Atlanta, again, sits in the middle. They played good. I think they played fine. I liked a lot of their very coordinated dive attempts. Again, I think a lot of people are still struggling to kind of get a grasp on, like, how fights are going, so you're seeing a lot of, like, two-man down alt attempts and nothing. I give you a little bit of slack there, but I think Atlanta played good, just Florida played better. We only had two matches. So out, out of the four, seven, eight, nine matches that we had in NA over the weekend, we only had two mm. that weren't 3 0'd. Fuel beat Houston 3 to 2. And then Atlanta beating, or sorry, uh, Mayhem beating Atlanta 3 to 1. Bless were... up on that Fuel game, by the way. Oof. That was yeah. rough. Yeah. I, I, was that not the C9, the big old Houston C9, like after the first kill? Like they get a pick on the flex and then. They just don't dodge <laughs> like they could have won that. Like that was very, very winnable for them. I but yeah, won't won't dive into it too much, but just I honestly, so honestly, I, I missed I missed the Friday game. Oh, it's, so um, I'll, I'll G. <laughs> so let's uh, let's I think maybe we should just go and then we should kind of end the show on this one. You okay. love it. The San Francisco oh. shock. <laughs> 
versus the Boston. The best uprising. for last. Uh, Super Genji. Yeah, so if you've been living under a rock, haven't been following what happened over the weekend, the uh-huh. San Francisco Shock decided to uh, send Super onto the Genji. That's right, Super Main Tank Extraordinaire on Genji. And Yiska, I have heard legends about your uh, your reaction to this, by the way. Can you regale the tale or am I miss, okay. or or am I just getting a Joe birthday moment and that wasn't actually it at all? Okay. No, no. Let Close. me let okay. me set it up this way. All right. Okay. So, my position comes from someone that has a certain attitude towards sportsmanship and I'll explain that a little bit and then also to context. So, <clears throat> for instance, I'm not sure if that's still a FIFA rule or whatnot, but when I grew up, if you, for instance, outplayed the goalkeeper and then did some stuff on the goal line, like put the ball in the goal line and put it in with your head or something, something to ridicule the opponent, mm. this goal would be disallowed and you would be yellow carded. Okay, huh? you cannot do Sounds that. Sounds boring. That's no, so, no, sounds like the rule that the I goalie's ankles. And he just yeah. like dives the wrong way, and you just kind of like do a funny dance and like kick it in, like it's just like banned. I'm not sure what the d- specific definitions were, but okay. there is a specific point of humiliation that does not fly. Fair enough. I will also say that the context of this match is that, it, that it's a team that had a rough patch, had a an uh. A, re- a mild resurgence, I would say, but has recently fallen off a cliff once again. Yeah, definitely fallen it's off. It's a team that had multiple retirements, not because people like won the lottery and are moving on to better things, but yeah. it's obviously a dire experience. And the only thing you're doing by putting Super on Genji is making them the butt of the joke. To me, anyway. I was not a fan of that. And yeah. Could, the way it was that. framed was not a fra- I was not a fan of that, especially because they didn't yeah. adhere to that story whatsoever uh, after like after the match was done. Yeah. I fell for those players. I wasn't entertained by it. Um and I might be a killjoy for that. Uh that's that's fine. Um I, I, I don't actually know what, what, the, what the right thing to do there is, but it, it didn't have a good taste in my mouth. Uh, I, had, that. I had really conflicting emotions of this because I kind of felt the same way. When I heard that Super in, was in on Genji, like, there was like this natural excitement. Of, like, oh, cool, someone's playing something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sweet, like they're letting a tank flex on, whatever. He might be pretty good at it. Let's, you know, whatever. And then I looked at A, who they were playing, the Boston Uprising. And uh, B, that they played him for multiple maps. It wasn't just like one map, like, ha ha, like, let's do something different. We don't really have a great feel on Genji. Let's just throw Super in anyway or or whatever. Like, it wasn't like one of those situations. It was, it was, it felt very anti-competitive to me. And there's, 
I'm I'm not the fun guy for this. I can already I can already feel the the YouTube comments like breathing down my neck on on it and stuff. And like this is coming from like a, a longtime tactical croucher in Halo and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm the dude who get the yellow card when it comes to you know dunking and 360 sniping or whatever else you want to do. Um, but there is there there's I, I saw a post I can't remember where I saw it, but someone was like. If Boston like didn't want to lose to Super Genji, they should like field a better team or something Shut like that. Up. And God, that, I, was, no, that, that was mentioned on the broadcast and yeah, it didn't sit it right. Was. I want to put my head through a wall when I hear shit like that. Yeah. Joe's better. Uh, like no, not how that works, unfortunately. And I also think you can frame it in a way where it's like, wow, yeah. is Chalk amazing? Is this an amazing team? Where they can win five point five B six. Yeah. That's that's how you frame that if you want to do that. Because <laughs> I, I mean, mean we, so, we like let's be real, Super's Genji wasn't good. Like it no. wasn't it I think you have to talk about it though. Like it's such a it's such like a glaring elephant in the room that's like are we just gonna ignore this? Are we are we gonna have to address it? You're gonna have to talk about it at some point. Like, yeah, I think like the overall framing probably could and probably maybe should be. I don't know. I'm not a broadcaster, but maybe it should be about the shock and, and less about like the the style attempt. And I know that the shock are like, yeah, he was the best in scrims and OK, great. So if Tayo's not eligible, we'll be seeing super against Florida, right? I struggled to see that that's going to happen if it happens it happens great cool like you you I, I can i can you know put a lot of more faith into what you're saying but i have a lot of speculation that that necessarily was the case i also think it is important to not get context wrong because you will have seen something similar in your sports league in your favorite top tier sports league and think it was fly flying there so why not here sure. it is very different and i cannot emphasize this enough it is very different systemically how these leagues operate yeah. it is very different if you have fees uh physio is it phys physiologists like the the guys that do massages and like oh yeah sports like yeah, yeah. physiologists i think physiologists psychologists um like reasonable work uh work-life balance um like a lot of lot money, money where you can laugh to the bank with this after the yeah. match. Totally. Where it isn't consuming your entire self-worth. It is very, very different, especially also because these players are between 18 and 22 or whatever they are. Yep. With not having gone through this, um, this rig rigorous uh, youth academy system where at 14 you get... Uh, PR lessons and whatnot, and also yeah. like already get set up for for these uh, entertainment businessy things. These people come from their like child's playroom where their PC was in, and then get into the Overwatch League, and then they have to be ready. That is a very different scenario than a millionaire walking off the field humiliated totally. and having gigantic support systems, multi-million dollar support systems behind them. Totally. And under that context, that, like, I'm not telling you what to feel here. I'm just saying, use that in your evaluation 
of that scenario because it is very different. Like the hours are also very different. Like I just talk, got just got done talking with a with a childhood friend of mine who plays uh, like top tier soccer in Europe, and he will tell you forty hours and it's done. Yeah. Yes, I have to look at my diet. Yes, I can't do certain certain things that my contract prohibits me from. By the way, that's also to a degree true in Overwatch League. Totally. But like, I can chill and I probably play almost as much FIFA as I play regular football. Like that's just right. It's not. It's not the same. It's yep, just hundred percent. And to be fair, and and I and I I hear you chat, and I agree that this there is a, a level of blame that has to be placed on the Boston Uprising organization. If you put yourself into a position over the course of this season, over the course of last season, where you're gonna get styled on, or if you're if you're performing that poorly and you don't make substantial changes, you do shoulder some of the blame. I won't say all of it. This isn't, you know, oh, just get better. Because again, we've talked I've talked specifically on length at that of how difficult it is to just get better. But there is something systemic to this that doesn't you, you don't get to wash your hands with this and just go, well, the shock is beating up on me. You have to take some responsibility for that. Mm, I don't know that any team in a competitive environment deserves in any situation to get like if we use Yiska's like pure competitive like definition on it. I don't know that anybody do you think that Boston is not fielding the best team that they can? Do you feel no, that? Are, of course. Do you think that Boston is not trying to sign the best players that they can? This, this, <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult to say. We, we don't have yeah, all that information, right? But do yeah. we have reasonable information to believe that there's a a um, controllable reason why the Boston Uprising aren't better? Well, I have speculations as to well, why. We have not because of there's no discernible reason in the willpower that these players yeah. exhibit. I mean, look at all the good talent that has left that team. Crusty. Yep. Gone I, because you just I can't totally fight, field a, a working relationship with the best coach in the world. Do you punish and style on the players then for something that you could argue no, is and, that and management? Again, and again, and, and I get like, I'm, no, no, I'm playing a little yeah. bit of devil's yeah, yeah. advocate here and I'm trying to like, doubt, I'm trying uh, to navigate. Like, way. I don't want to be like Debbie Downer and be like, for sure. yeah. honestly, I liked seeing super Genji. That was really fun. I would say that there's yeah. no other team in the overwatch league. I would bet that would not play super Genji, yeah. even though that they could beat probably five or six other ones with super Genji yeah. at least yeah. like, and that's the yeah. thing that's kind of weird. I'm like, there's there is this tolerance threshold here that you have to feel like you're 95 five in order to yeah. do that right no nah, do and some crazy stuff there's no other team that i th i think is down that low uh yeah. and anybody who's saying me, it's paris i'm gonna let, crack you over the head let <laughs> me also say i'm not blaming shock here like shock is not to blame for these systemic issues that or systemic differences because issues like we're growing we're gr growing like tiny thing where there's sure, there's singular clubs that have double the evaluation triple quadruple the evaluation of entire of our entire league right mm -hmm. it's yeah. very like these people make like 50k a year it's like that's not comparable to someone that does makes 50 million or whatever right mm -hmm. it's very different so I 
Shock yeah. can only do whatever is allowed within the rules. Of course. They did not overstep the rules. I can feel a way about how they framed that thing. I don't want to get them punished for anything. Huh. I don't make them responsible for what is happening. That is entirely in, in their rights, but we just individually have to decide if this is cool. And I'm not telling you what to feel. Mm. I'm telling you what I felt. And not that, that's as far as I, I go with that. Yeah. Like I'm not many, making any prescriptive arguments here. Like it's just to express what my uh, emotional thought process that is. Totally. Do you, I, I think it's good. There, there are some people, and, and I'm reading it in chat now too, are saying that maybe Super was just the best Genji on the team. Do you think that there's a world where that is the truth? Where Rascal's I, having issues inside or outside, they're taking sure. a decay moment and like saying, take Giving some time a break, off. Maybe. There could be some, some carrot and stick going on there. We don't totally. have access to that. It definitely wasn't positioned that way on Twitter <laughs> and no. from everybody else. It definitely wasn't positioned as uh, this was a competitive you know, integrity have, move. Like this is yeah. the best team that we can feel for field for this. Instead, it was like, look at these DMS. Ha ha. Yeah, look, we scrimmed. And it also stuck like, yeah. And it also sucks because like, that's not inherently incriminating on itself. No. So no, it, it's neither, it's, it's neither right nor wrong. Like it, it, like you said, it's not incriminating or like going to completely allow you to walk. It would be interesting to see if this was to continue. And again, if, if Tayo can come in, get league approval and be in ready by Friday, I expect him to play. And if not, better be super. Because if that's, if that's the best roster you can field and it's not just styling at Boston, I would imagine you would continue that. And we would see a trend of continuing to play super on Genji. Who, if not... Who does Shock play this weekend? They play Florida and they play Vancouver. So, Shock play Florida and Vancouver. They're 83-17 over Florida, 93-7 over Vancouver. Again, very early odds. Sure. That Vancouver one, I feel like we would expect to see Super Genji again. Unless they, if it, if they run a Genji. I think Genji will continue to be run. I think, again, we'd probably see it against Florida if that's the best roster you can field. If that's the best lineup, the best six players with given the meta that you can field, you play that against Florida. If you play it not against Florida and you play against Vancouver, can, okay, I'm here's the counter home. question for everyone. Can we can we provably make the argument that Super is not the worst Genji on the shock? Can we provably no? I think it's very difficult. Does Violet not cool. have the best, uh, some of the best, like uh, very high uh, DPS? You can something? have. Did Striker DPS play like Genji? Striker Doesn't Shoy Genji. also flex to other roles in you can have You can have accounts on the ladder that do play DPS. I would not use that as an evidence point, though. I think that's very different. I also don't know that sure. any of them spent, like, there, there is like this win win type of uh like media mentality of like do we know that violet asked to play genji do we know that 
that would look and see like you know like there's kind of like that weird i would hope that that's not the but like but again right so like if you're a coach and you're like whatever what are we gonna do for genji like i guess we'll do rascal Mm. again or maybe we'll just won't run genji at all and supers in your dms you're like dude i got a genji man let me do a genji blah blah blah. and you wait you go it's against boston and uh it's genji honestly isn't the worst thing in the world and everybody would think that this is funny like there's there is a world in which like it could just be one of those fleeting in the moment decisions of like that i think that's sure. fine and it's like a haha you know we got boston and we did a funny bit but then i wouldn't then big up this whole like scrim angle where it's like oh we scrimmed with him and it, it's giving off this feeling and maybe again maybe i'm reading too much into it right but it's giving this the idea that this is the best six players that they can field for whatever reason at this current point in time and that's fine if you if that's generally the case then we should see that continue as, as long as tayo doesn't have visa that... problems or, or visa success um and can immediately come in and play we maybe we won't get that question answered but there is also the aspect of Maybe players did need a break or something, and there wasn't like totally. Is, I, is I think that's a very the real best world. one technically. Yes, but he needed a break or whatever. Sure. Like there, there probably there's yeah. there is a little bit more nuance to like is this the best six? Because you, yeah. when, especially when you're playing as often as you are. Um, but I think overall, and I, here's the big thing: I don't want people to take away that. It wasn't fun to watch Super play Genji, and it wasn't fun to watch a player switch roles and do relatively well. It sucked that it was against Boston. There are parts of it that aren't answered that didn't feel great. And uh, I think that we have to... Like, I I found myself balancing and bouncing back and forth on it a lot of the time. Like, ultimately, viewership was great. Think of all the clips that were there. Think of all that. Like, that was that's probably an overall net positive thing. Probably good for like super stream too and everything else. And then the negative sides, like, think of those players on Boston. Like, think of uh, the Boston fans. Think of what that means uh, for Boston's management, good and bad. And, um, you know, or motivating or not motivating or whatever. And it's just kind of. And again, weird. I think looking at this in like a, a vacuum, I think there's not much of a problem here, but it's the, it's the problem that these players on Boston are struggling. They're very visibly through the hit, like Jessica said, through the history of their retirement kind of evidence and resume, a lot of players leaving some players leaving for um, non-negotiable reasons. But regardless, there's a lot of other players that have just parted ways with this team for a number of reasons and just completely left the scene. And I don't think there's a bigger team that has completely just ejected talent like they have. Um, their their history in terms of letting good players go and recruiting uh, less than stellar talent to fill their shoes, very high as well. This isn't just a vacuum case. This is like very systemic. And I do feel for the coaches. I do feel for the players. I do question the management. Like what is going on? Why? Why is it that last season or maybe even the end of season one with Krusty leaving? We have just been on a downwards trend to like meme status. You are a you are a Shanghai, Florida bye week at this point. Why is that? consistent throughout this time period this is like you have your peaks 100 like nobody can take that away from you but overall across the average bottom period no question like can't can't be argued 
in hero pools and goats, even towards the, I guess, technically they qualified for playoffs, but in season one, but again, didn't perform very well for a number of reasons, obviously with uh, some, some wrongdoings and whatnot and potential or players leaving, but something doesn't sit right with me with this Boston lineup. And I definitely think it impacts the players. And I think you can see that with some of the Twitter posts and some of like the outcry that that's what I'm getting through. Some of these Twitter posts is what do we do? I don't know what to do. We're only doing as much as we can. And then we get super Genji. Like it, it sucks. I feel for them hundred percent. I can't blame the shock. I can blame how it's handled. I can blame Boston. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just a, a thing of everything. Right, yeah. like the insufficiency of everything here that makes this problematic. And I also like someone in chat pointed out a, f I think on the surface fair arguments where they they say, wait, why why didn't you have that energy towards Chipsa? Well, because on several occasions Christopher has come forth, and I think he has a lot of. Like, okay, depending from where you come from, of course. But I think he has a lot of skin in the game here to be sincere in this. Yeah. And I truly believe that they don't insert him from, for just meme Just value. memes, yeah. They sincerely believe that when they put him in, he is at least on par with their plan, uh, plan A. So, and that's why you also only saw him once. And we would have seen him before while, mm -hmm. and I saw the meta progression. That's also like, I, I, I sort, of, sort of saw this happening where Christopher was here. He told us, like, we Chips. might Why see Chipsa. Chips. I yeah. saw in scrims that Doom was played until that point. I think it was a Monday when we had him on. And then yep. things change over the week. And then he's out. Why? But against who did Chipsa play? Oh, I couldn't even tell I you. I can't remember. I know, he, um, I know he played pretty poorly, but... Regardless. I want to say, was it Valiant? <laughs> I, I Vancouver? didn't particularly care for it. Vancouver. Vancouver. Which Vancouver? The new, new Vancouver. Vancouver? The new uh, one. Okay. I, I mean, well, I agree I, with you. I, cert I certainly see the point there in, uh, in, yeah. in that context. But I think... Not again, amazing either, but I will say it is very different... Like the 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 Consistent. baseline of what does that do to these players is very different. That once again, that's nothing that Fusion should consider in their their uh, evaluation of whether or not this mm -hmm. is good. Just like Super uh, Sh Shock shouldn't. But I feel, for me personally, looking at that situation, there's contenders players coming in and having a legitimately. Overwatch League level Doomfist play against them is not the level of humiliation also because they haven't had to suffer through this for an entire season. They just got in well, and they're happy to here. be here. So like there, nobody's you, you really Vancouver getting beaten down came, Yeah, Vancouver could have came on and actually done really well and they could have looked different. They didn't. But like potentially yeah. there was an, like the opportunity there. I also think that think, against just about any team that week, especially like bottom mm. third teams i think you would have played the same the same players and the same strategies because that was on oasis right so oasis control mm. and like yeah. you'd probably play 
it's a little bit harder with Doomfist on like non-control maps because there's so many different parts and like it depends you, on the meta. Yeah, do you yeah, want do you want chips uh, jumping off of Doomfist at any point? Probably not. Um, yeah, definitely not. So you know, like Doomfist the entire. You know, so yeah, yeah so yeah. like control makes a ton of sense for that. Whereas yeah. those like payload maps where you're going through A, B's, and C's is kind of like it's mm. I, no. I think more nuanced. Do you think? Fusion could have milked ships some more and still gotten very safe wins throughout this season. Sure. Yes. By playing him more. Oh yeah. Sure. Could have easily styled on people and chose not to. So that's why I, I feel like Christopher and the, sh the the fusion have been consistent with what they're saying. The shock. They might be genuinely. They, this might just be okay. Whatever. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe down. it is the best six. There's a lot of speculation around yeah. if that's the case. It feels really. I, and I have a hard time believing that. That that's the, the, again we are arguing for motion here. Yeah. I, it is impossible for me to believe that Super is a better Genji than Rascal, than uh, Violet, than Choi. Like Choi, okay, sure. they don't have enough tech to f uh, fit in Jerk, technically. So cross um, Choi out. So. Like there were other options. I I believe even Twilight would probably feasibly play it. Honestly, honestly but that's yeah. a different story. But also, I'm not telling you how to feel about the chips situation. I'm telling you, feel bad. That's why I felt different about this. Yeah. Yeah. It it did feel a little Harlem Globetrotters versus Washington Generals. <laughs> mm. Except you know what yeah. you're going to, what you're getting when you buy that ticket, right? And everybody yeah. on the generals yeah. you, knows everybody what they're understands. There to do. This is meant to be for they're fun there to be, and not yeah. standings and regular season accomplishments. Again, we're back on the same old Boston bandwagon. I'm going to bang that drum again. Fix it. Yeah. Fix not just it. get better. You have to, I think you have to blow this team up. I think you have to really like look at deep-seated issues and why you can't hold talent. Why you can't recruit talent? Maybe again, maybe it's a budget thing. Maybe we, I don't know. Hard to say. Something's got to change. You have you have good pieces. Why can't you find the success that other teams with good pieces find? Really great. Not an really easy great. not and, an easy question. There might be an answer to it. Like I believe sure. that there is an answer to it. That's not just like oh we don't know or we thought we were going to do better or we thought or blah, blah. it could yeah. just be very much like this is the money we have. This is the player we we could get. We're a bad team. Who wants to come play for a bad team right now? For 50k. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's getting to a point where, yeah, that, that genuinely is going to be the case. But I, I, I think there are systematic problems that lead to that that I think need to be addressed. Could you imagine what that would have been like at a homestand? If they threw a super on a Genji, like imagine Quiet. if it was imagine if it was in library. Boston. Yeah. They, they do it in Boston. You or, might literally get things thrown at you. Genuinely. Yeah. Boston fans are kind of rowdy, from my understanding. Chat, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for hanging up. Oh, you had fun. Man, I didn't realize that we talked for this long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did talk for a long time. A lot of it just reiterating super Genji points. But anyways, thank you so much. No new patrons this week, but a big thank you to our patron producers. Battlecrap in Lotion, Charlie L Audio, Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kasha67, Kushi Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Refine Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, Owen, Chris R34444, Yiska is holding me hostage, please send help, I'm under Yiska's desk, please send help, Yiska says, Fisher's Fisher, 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 Fish. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, and uh, if you like the show, want to support it, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Uh, we are going to be doing a game night this Friday. 
right after Spike Drop, which records live at uh, noon Pacific time. And then we usually start game night around 2 Pacific time at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. We'll be uh, streaming it live there. Please come join us. Have some fun. Um, new subs, Joe. What do we got? The absolute mad lad himself, Chris r three four 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 gifted 10 subs towards the beginning of the show so thank you so much for your continued support that's incredible um thank you thank you so much um unco also subbed i believe that's a resub but thank you for sticking with us for uh, 119 episodes it's been quite the ride uh shrugzix gifted two gifted subs thank you very much for your donation and you know donation to the community uh tele telemachy and devs stream seven also sub to the stream as well so thank you so much and if you also you know feeling the the covid pinch you can also go on itunes give a five star itunes review helps us a lot with discoverability and all that good stuff and yeah you don't have to pay anything to do that and we can still shout you out on the show Woohoo! uh yes guys shout outs to the week where can people find you um so i'm i'm probably coming back i'm going back to the doctors uh, it, it's it seems i've evaded surgery which is Shoo! like uh um so probably going to start producing content tomorrow again uh will probably be an overwatch piece um i have an idea where eric gave me a cool outline that i want to explore um other than that once again getting into valorant um did a bunch of coverage on the we play invitational last week great mm. job um, by the way that was a ton of fun i read and watched everything that you put out as well as the whole tournament and so uh Yep, that was yep. awesome. Talk to some cool players. Look, like if you don't like the game, just follow artists. Like for the for the <laughs> for the value. That interview, the post match interview, was my favorite Valorant moment so far. He's a character. He my is a just character. Valorant moment so far. Just just imagine an esport where the villain is actually the best player in the world. That is currently what is happening. Now he's not in. Like he's not a. He's still kind of nice about it, but he has some spice to it. Where yeah. if he if he plays it off and actually becomes like like that super villain character, that unbeatable guy, and keeps co delivering like that, ooh, I don't think we had that. We had something it's been a long we had, time. We had like people outside uh, yeah. scenes, like Ado in uh, in um, no, not Ado. Uh, what's his name? Abdo. Uh, Abdo. Yeah, Zopa on uh, in League of Legends never actually uh, played um, competitive for a meaningly long time. I think he played like played one some. like qualifier for a champion season and then went to China and boosted for like plates full yeah. of cash. God, yeah, it's just it's just bad. Um, and then, <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, it's usually just guys that sit down and grind or have like a mild yep. attitude, like even Sinatra, like throughout yeah. like be having that paper image like he matured and just like nah artist is just going in and he also does it all like he's so complete and everything hmm. um yeah. just as a character if you want to uh, get it into anyone just look at g2 esports it's a fine team to follow at the moment oh certainly sweet uh joe as for you shout out to the week where can people find you um on all the socials that's at volamel v-o-l-a-m-e-l uh, um got a little pot stir coming in for valorant is na better is eu better we're gonna find out hopefully um and post covid i don't know um and then we're looking at uh, chengdu's upset over new york 
that'll be probably out sometime this week. And then hopefully towards this weekend, we're going to have another feature um, about a player that has injected himself quietly, but injected himself into the rookie of the year discussion. So I'll let you speculate on who that might be. Ooh. Um, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at youtube.com slash John Horseman. Thanks for tuning in to episode 119. We'll see you guys on Wednesday tomorrow at noon to uh, preview this week's matches. Thanks. Bye.